0: And welcome to it. 632 Monday evening. Good to have you along for this half hour. John Scholes here. My good pal Alex Luchaferro is, of course, on board on a Monday, as he always is from uh, San Friar to Market, ST Laws, where you want to get a hold of Alex anytime when the uh, show is not doing our thing. All week, it's one 821 5900 Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred 821 5900 to reach Alex outside of the show. Email help at employmentlawyer.ca. And the website you can always use, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, with free access, of course, to the severance calculator. That's the uh, main attraction of that particular website, but there's so much more you can learn on there as well, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. It's uh, 6.33, and it is pitch black outside. Loving this time of year, Alex, says with a massive amount of sarcasm. <laughs> not really. Not at all. But look, we've got, uh, we got a good subject coming up over the next hour, what you need to know about medical leaves of absence. But I throw it to you in the dark. Don't take that the wrong way. I mean, I'm letting you take over in the dark, my friend. What uh, What do you got going on for the week that was?
1: John, listen, it's still good to be back uh, live on the yeah, air man. talking employment law, as usual, on a Monday evening. I don't care how dark it is outside. Let's talk about what matters here, and that's workplace rights for employees. Uh, been bit been a busy start uh, to the week, busy Monday, as usual. John, continuing to help people. Uh, resolve their workplace situations, uh, giving advice, helping people get the severance that they're owed our entire team. We obviously speak to people on a daily basis. They've either heard this show or they've been in, put in contact with us through a family member or a friend. Listen, these people call us, they contact us uh, because they're dealing with a problem at work. They're dealing with a difficult situation at work. They have no idea what to do. They have no idea how to respond to their employer. What should I do? What shouldn't I do? They want to know what their rights are, what options uh, they have. And as you very well know, John, that's exactly what we do. We help people resolve their workplace problems. It's what we pride ourselves on. And what's great about that is that after people speak to us, they feel a heck of a lot better. A lot of times, employment law situations, workplace problems can be solved quite easily. Our laws when it comes to employment are actually pretty darn straightforward, pretty easy. And listen, even in situations that are more complex, maybe a little more gray zone, gray area there, maybe you can't perfectly resolve those problems. Listen, people are grateful to simply know what options they have, know what the pros and cons are uh, and where they stand ultimately. So if you're listening to us right now and you're dealing with a situation at work, maybe your boss is giving you a hard time, maybe they're being overly critical, overly negative. Maybe you're being reprimanded at work for performance reasons that you don't feel are justified. Maybe you've been let go from your job. Maybe you're staring at a letter and you're being made some sort of uh, offer of money and you're thinking, what in the world do I do with this? Feel free to give us a call right now. Feel free to give us a call at the office. Whatever works for you. There are no bad questions when it comes to an employment law. It's an opportunity to speak to an employment lawyer. Let's solve that problem. Let's take away that stress, alleviate those concerns. We're here to talk and we're here to help. And of course, uh, again, if you don't want to call into the show, give us a call at the office, uh, uh, certainly. Now, case in point, uh, John, the case uh, of the day interesting situation here where initially john this gentleman who i spoke with just today just this afternoon uh... was really just uh, calling us to kind of confirm a couple of the basics when it can- when it comes to a severance package that he was offered so okay. to set the scene here a little bit this was a older gentleman uh, sixty one years uh... years of age uh... and he was let go by i i won't say exactly who but uh... Our our big banks, uh, John, the big five banks, we all know who they are. They've let a lot of employees go across the board in the past couple of months. This gentleman was one of those individuals that lost their jobs, 25-year employee. Uh, John Long service uh, with, with the bank, uh, he had uh, started at the bottom, worked his way up to a management level position uh, over the course of those 25 years, had been in that position for quite some time making a good income um, and, uh, and was let go, was restructured out of his job. He wasn't particularly fussed with the severance offer, uh, John, when he reached out to him. When I initially spoke to him, he effectively told me, listen, I'm kind of comfortable with the number. I just want to know, you know, what happens to my vacation pay? What happens with my benefits? He had a bunch of questions around those kind of more minor, shall we say, issues. And I can kind of see why, John, because he was offered 17 months of severance, right? 17 months of pay, John, for this individual, that was a pretty darn hefty number. That was a six-figure number that, listen, I get it, on paper looked pretty attractive, looks pretty darn good when you're being offered that amount of money, uh right for being let go. However, what I told him is, well, hold on a sec, let's kind of think of the legal issues here let's think of the legalities you're 61 years of age you've been with the company for 25 years you're in a management level position employees in these circumstances and while you know the employer's offer it was nothing to scoff at 17 months of full pay is nothing to scoff at just based on his age, position, and years of service, John, this gentleman was looking at 24 months of pay, not 17, not 18, not 20, not 22 no. 24 months, two years of full uh, pay, and really, I mean, that's kind of a bit of a no-brainer, John. I mean, this is this is one of those individuals where that 24-month mark is not kind of pie-in-the-sky unreasonable stuff. That's the number that he would be owed. And, and so he was kind of shocked to hear that. He was thinking, he kind of just assumed that his number was correct. It looks like he's going to be owed seven months more pay yeah. than what he was offered. And again, at his salary level, that is not money to just leave on the table that's not money that you just turn your eye uh, from turn your head from and sign off on an offer that's seven months pay short of what it should actually be so we're gonna be working with this individual again as I alluded to previously not complicated stuff not contentious mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. we're gonna get this gentleman his proper severance entitlements including benefits pension enrollment uh, other component bonus as yeah. part of that uh, yeah. as well and make sure He gets his proper severance entitlements.
0: That's why you reach out. That's why you work with Alex. At least make that phone call. And we continue the Monday night edition of the Employment Law Show. Hang in there. You bet you welcome back. 6.41 Monday. And we are back indeed. Alex Luchifero is your guy. Reach out now. In the meantime, though, what you need to know about medical leaves of absence. Uh, first question, kind of the obvious one, I guess, uh, Alex. You know, how long can somebody really be away from work for medical reasons on that leave?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an important kind of topical subject, uh, John, only because... And I think I saw this in an article earlier... or or later last week, uh, medical leaves of absence in the workplace are on the rise, and they're on the rise largely as a result of kind of mental health issues, you know, know, burnout, stress, uh, anxiety, uh, etc. And so employees need to know, uh, John, and to answer, you know, your question, how long could you be away for medical reasons? Employees need to know, I mean, A, you know, at the very, you know, at the very basic level, you as an employee have the right to take a medical leave of absence. If you're not feeling well, right? If you feel like you simply can't, you know, get out of bed in the morning or can't, you know, get out the door to get to work in the morning, go see your doctor, speak to your doctor. Your doctor may very well, well, likely if you're feeling that way, Order that you take some time off of work, right? You have that right as a, as an employee. Your employer can't punish you. You can't be fired because you're having to take a medical leave of absence or because you're sick, uh, right? Your employer has to keep your job available to you, uh, and uh, y- you know they basically have to accommodate your medical leave of absence. Now. How long could la- that last, John, is is the question. Nope. There is no set answer, and that is a good thing from an employee's perspective. You can be off on a medical leave for one, two, three, even four years, uh, uh, John. Again, provided it's justified and confirmed by your doctors, you can be off on a medical leave of absence for years. I repeat, years. Man. Your employer still has to play ball. Your employer still has to... Keep your job available to you uh, and and have your job ready for you when you are cleared to return back to work. So do not be fooled by misinformation out there. And there's a lot of it that you have to return back to work within a certain amount of weeks or you have to return back to work within a year or within two years. There is no such rule, uh, uh, John, provided you have support from your doctor confirming that the medical leave is legit Right, you can take as long as you need to recover, get better, and get back to work.
0: How about that uh, employer? You know, they're going to want to know stuff, especially with a lengthy medical leave. If someone's off for a long time, do they have the right uh, to ask an employee for their medical information, maybe even a diagnosis?
1: Yeah, I mean, they have a right to information to an extent, uh, uh, John. And the way I like to put it is is the employer has the right to know what the prognosis is, but they certainly do not have the right to know what the diagnosis is. So they don't even need to know what exactly it is that you're dealing with. Again, it could be a mental health issue. You can be off on stress leave. It could be a physical issue. You can be dealing with a, a, an illness, a serious illness uh, like cancer, etc. You don't need to disclose that to your employer, necessarily. Your employer simply needs confirmation from your doctor that you are medically unable to work, that you're on a medical leave of absence, and ideally, your doctor should be providing some sort of prognosis. How long might you be unavailable to work for? Is it a week? Is it a month? And listen, I get it. Some conditions, some situations when it comes to health are unknown. You know, yeah. you don't know if it's going to be a couple of weeks or a couple of months or maybe even, you know, a year or a year plus. That's okay. Your doctor can say as much. They can say, you know, uh, return to work to, you know can be established at a future date, something like that. But they need to have some sort of sense of what the prognosis might be. Again, they don't need to know the specific diagnosis or illness.
0: I know you touched on their job being there in some way, shape, or form upon the return, assuming they're going to return. Do they have to regular? Or should you regularly update their employer on their condition, especially if it's a lengthy absence?
1: Yeah. So, listen. While you're away on a medical leave of absence, of course, the employer needs to figure it out in the meantime, right? So, it is completely legal, John. It's completely normal for an employer to, you know, effectively and temporarily, you know, ideally replace you. In your position, sure. either they can get somebody else to cover the work internally. Perhaps they can even hire somebody outside of the company to replace you for that period of time. A lot of times, we'll see what are called fixed-term contracts, so somebody's coming in to replace somebody while they're, you know, undergoing surgery and recovering. Uh, the same thing can apply to, you know, a, a maternity leave or parental leave. Somebody comes in for a one-year period to cover that employee who's off. Uh, that's okay. The employer is allowed to do that. You can't really say boo as an employee in in that situation. Now, as far as updating the employer about the uh, condition or about your situation, I would say yes within reason. And again, there are no set rules here. You definitely don't need to be updating your employer, John, every week or even every couple of weeks, quite frankly, if it's going to be a longer-term absence, right? But at the same time, you don't want months and months and months going by without any word whatsoever in absolute silence again if you're on a potentially kind of long-term leave let's say you're going to be off for several months let's just use six months as an example right perhaps you're undergoing a surgery and and then you're going to have to recover from that surgery that recovery probably takes a couple of months at least um you know in a six-month period again as an example john you probably want to update your employer a couple of times right yeah. there's nothing wrong with that right? maybe once you've 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 had the surgery and again you don't need to provide any specifics no details right just an updated medical note saying employees on leave from this day to that day to be a reassessed at a future date and then perhaps another follow-up then that's it reason should be the guide here reasonableness should be the measure if your employer is harassing you every single week for an update that's uncalled for that's inappropriate they shouldn't be bothering you while you're on a medical leave of absence, but again, at the same time, from an employee's perspective, you don't want six months to pass and you haven't said a word. Not that that's necessarily the end of the world, actually, uh, John. But you want to be the responsible employee. Mm-hmm.
0: What happens? Uh, what's an employee to do when they get to the point, hopefully, that they're ready to return to work from that medical leave? Just walk in the door Monday, say, "What's up, guys? Look at my chest, new valve." Like, I mean, <laughs> like you know, how does how does that work? Or they gotta they gotta lay the groundwork first, or what?
1: yeah a a little bit and again kind of you know reasonableness is the test here so you want to use your use sound judgment uh... certainly if you're getting the sense that you're kind of getting back up you know in shape and up to speed and you're targeting a date yourself as an employee Mm -hmm. well again number one you want to speak to your doctor about that and ultimately you want your doctor to confirm that and then you want to communicate that to your employer and again and as i just alluded to Your doctor here is an important piece of the puzzle. It's not your personal opinion that matters when it comes to a medical leave of absence. right? It's not what you necessarily tell your employer and what you think you should be doing or not doing when it comes to a medical leave. Your doctor's opinion is the opinion that matters. And so you need your doctor to confirm what the situation is if you're targeting a return back to work date. Again, speak to your doctor about it. Your doctor confirms that's the date, and yeah, you want to give your employer the heads up for sure. Does it have to be months in advance? No. It could be a couple of weeks uh, in advance, depending on the circumstances, uh, I would say, but sure, you want to give them the heads up uh, and, and target a date that is reasonable, that gives the employer enough time to basically just get organized. Right? And start contemplating that return back to work. Perhaps tell the other employee, hey, this employee's coming back. We're going to you know, be switching things up in the next couple of weeks. I think that's the best way to do it.
0: And if you get an employer who, you know, after a lengthy time, says, eh, start giving you a hard time, maybe about coming back, or just says, yeah, I don't really need you anymore. We're coping without you. I'm good.
1: Yeah. Uh, not a good situation from an employer's point of view, uh, John, because that can land an employer in a lot of uh, hot water. Listen, I hate to say it, John, but we see this quite often, more often, I think, than anyone would think. You'd be surprised uh, how many employers give employees hard times when they're returning back from a medical leave of absence. I mean, not a week goes by, John, literally that I don't speak to somebody in this kind of uh, situation. And from an employer's point of view, listen, I get it. Of course, there are things to consider. You have multiple employees most likely to manage. You're going to have to break it to this other employee that their job is changing because this other employee who's maybe been off on a medical leave for a very long time is coming back to work. Here's the way the law works, uh, John, and I'm not going to mince words here, and this is not my personal opinion, by the way. This is the way the law works very clearly and obviously. Uh... It doesn't matter. The employer's opinion, how difficult it might be for them, does not matter in these kinds of situations. The employer has the legal obligation to return this employee uh, back to work. Uh, And it is definitely the case uh, that they have to return to the same position that they left, same terms of employment, You cannot change an employee's pay. You cannot change their position in a negative way just because they're returning back from a medical leave of absence. That employee should be walking into the same exact situation they left when they went on a medical leave. If the employer doesn't do that, uh, John, it could land them in a lot of hot water. We're talking about potentially a constructive dismissal claim here. I'll explain what I mean by that in a sec. But we're also, perhaps just as importantly, Talking about a human rights issue, if you start taking advantage of an employee who's coming back from a medical leave, uh, John, if you are not playing ball with them, that could be discrimination under the human rights code in Ontario and across Canada as well. You cannot punish an employee, you cannot treat them differently or negatively just because they had to take a medical leave of absence, nor can you unreasonably delay their return back to work. That can land you in hot water uh, by way of a human rights claim or by what we call damages as a result of a human rights breach, as a result of discrimination. So not only might you owe this employee severance, and again, we'll get to that in a sec, you might owe, owe this employee as well additional damages because you basically discriminated against them on the basis of their disability on the basis of their medical right. leave.
0: want to get to, uh, Camel sent uh, an email and says guys have worked for a company for five years in a highly technical position and was just let go. They consider me to be a contractor. I did, uh, do a small amount of other work on the side, but it was a full-time job. I had access to my own office and used the company's computer and phone. Am I entitled to any severance?
1: Yeah, interesting situation for Camille. And again, one one we see pretty often, uh, 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 John. So uh, listen, just summarizing, what did he have to say? So he worked full-time for this company. Uh, Five years to do stuff on the side, yeah. Yeah, own his own thing. office. He used the company's computer, used the company's phone. Uh, I, I mean, you know, the analysis is pretty straightforward in a situation like this, John. If it looks like a duck and walks like a duck and yep. talks like a duck, guess what? It's a duck. This guy's an employee. I don't mm-hmm. care if he has a side hustle. Lots of people nowadays have side hustles, have side businesses. That's fine. That's not going to impact this analysis. Uh, you know, I, I don't need much else, John. This employee is going to be owed severance if those facts are true. It doesn't take much more. I don't care. The law, more importantly than my personal opinion, John, the law does not care what you call each other. You can call an employee a contractor till you're blue in the face if this person is working full-time for you and you provide the necessary equipment for this gentleman or this person to do his job uh, and – uh, you, you know, eh, you know, and, 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 and he gets paid at regular time uh, intervals and he follows the company's instructions and he probably is holding himself out as a representative of the company, right? Those are all the harmics, hallmarks of an employment relationship. This gentleman's is going to be owed severance, five-year employee, probably working at six months severance at the very least. We don't know his age, I guess, but if he was in a technical position with five years of service, six months pay, easy, uh, John, in uh, in this situation. Be wary of independent contractor titles, of contractor titles, oftentimes, and I would say the vast majority of the time, those contractors, quote unquote, are going to be employees and what that means is they're owed the same rights, the same protections that all other employees are owed, and that includes severance, severance being based on that employee's age, position, years of service, and that's going to be significant. It's not just going to be a couple of weeks of pay, that's for sure.
0: Let's get to uh, one quick text here before we wrap it a couple minutes. It says, guys, uh, can you be fired for having a service dog? Interesting. I guess in the workplace.
1: Interesting. Yeah. No, you cannot, uh, 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 John. I, th- that's kind of the first uh, such question I've uh, I've ever received. No. Listen. Clearly, a service dog uh, is uh, you know is effectively. I mean, let's call it what it is. It's effectively a medical support, uh, 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 John. I mean, if you if you have uh, issues with your sight, uh, right? It could even be a, a support animal, uh, perhaps. Yeah. But that would be a medical accommodation. Uh, John and if an employer is letting you go as a result of that need for that medical accommodation that's discrimination under the human rights code going back to you know our our previous example uh, there of being on a medical leave uh, of absence again you're looking at a human rights issue you're looking at discrimination on the basis of disability or even perceived or suspected disability and as well, John, if I can make one last point here on these particular subjects, when your employer you know, doesn't allow you to use a service dog, when your employer doesn't return you back from a medical leave of absence, that is what we call a constructive dismissal. It's basically a breach of contract. Your employer is effectively terminating you yep. by doing that. They're not doing it in the obvious way. They're not handing you a termination letter but by not returning you back to work or not accommodating your medical or your medical needs they're basically breaking the rules of the game at which point you would be owed severance that is what a constructive dismissal is is in the employment context it's a breach of contract so you know very dangerous situation for an employer you do not want to be faced with a discrimination right. claim and a constructive dismissal claim you are going to end up paying for it as an employer that's for sure
0: and that is all we got time for now. Appreciate the emails and that text, of course. You can uh, join us again tomorrow, 6.30, right here as well. In the meantime, reach out to Alex anytime at 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And that website, one more time, free, anonymous. Use it, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you tomorrow, 6.30, right here on the Employment Law Show.